Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. We want to start with a, a very local issue today, but one that will have national significance. And that is, uh, you'll remember being asked to vote for a directly elected mayor of Limerick a couple of years ago. Well, in the last few weeks, a joint Dáil and Shannon committee has been looking at the legislation, which is so important, around the post of directly elected mayor. Uh, it was voted for in that local referendum in 2019. You remember a number of uh, cities and counties were asked about it, but Limerick was the only one that voted in favour of it. So what does it all mean and where is it going? Because the devil's often in the detail around these things. Well, two of the people uh, contributing to the debate are Fine Gael Senator Maria Byrne, who uh, led the campaign for her party in favour of a directly elected mayor for Limerick, and academic and Limerick man Dr Owen O'Malley. And they're both on uh, the line uh, right now. Uh, we'll start with Maria. Good morning to you. How are you doing? Um, so, Maria, uh, somebody who worked alongside you in favour of this vote uh, was uh, John Morn, uh, well-known, understands how these things work from his time in the Department of Finance. He has written a pretty blistering piece in the Limerick Post um, this week. Um, uh, among much of what he said, and people can read it on page 22 of uh, the Post if they wish, is the proposed new legislation is a far cry from the promises made in 2019. And this comes from somebody who was asking Limerick people to vote in favour of it. A climb down is happening before our eyes. Clearly hidden, vested interests have pushed hard to oppose real reform here and resist the promised transfer of power to the regions. The government is dodging the tough decisions needed for real reform. The result is clear. The democratic choice made by the people of Limerick two years ago is being frustrated. What's your response to that? Well, Joe, first of all, um, I'm very aware of what John has been saying. I've, had, uh, I've been talking to myself, and but I've also been talking to... Um, I suppose the, the committee that was based here in Limerick and I've also been talking to the Minister in the Department and this is just the start of the legislation. It's not the legislation in full and when Minister Burke was actually before the Oireachtas, the All Oireachtas Committee, he said that it's evolving, that they're still engaging with the different departments to see, um, you know, what is feasible for them to bring forward. They're still engaging with, um, I know, the chair of the committee that was based here in Limerick, uh, Mr Tim O'Connor. And certainly this this is, we'll say, I suppose, a template what what was before us at the... Um, at the uh, Joint Rockers Committee there recently, for, and you know, I mean, it's it's about debate, so it's not the final document; it's just the start. So, and well, well, hang on a minute. Now, let's hear what he has to say here. You know, John Moore, and he says, "Power to make decisions in this column in the Limerick Post about the funding needed to build a new Limerick were promised. They're not being delivered either to the new mayor." and the council. So why are our local leaders not trusted to make wise spending decisions on housing, let me finish, on housing, transport, SME supports, infrastructure and other matters? Uh, Why do they have to still go to adults in Dublin for money 
or permission each time it's needed. Most worryingly, with all of the likely confusion about what powers and money the mayor will or might actually have, we risk a very dangerous election of seductive, unrealistic promises when it comes around. You can hear all the candidates saying, pick me and I'll solve our housing crisis in rapid quick time. I'll have flights from Shannon Airport to every European capital. I'll make the train journey to Dublin in less than 60 minutes. I'll abolish local property tax. When confusion reigns, there's a risk that the candidate promising to uh, win miracles from Dublin will be elected, however unrealistic those promises are. Well, Joe, I'd have to differ with you because... Not I, me. I, That's I, not me. That's John no, Warren, know, uh, who, well, who was on sorry. the same side as you now, Senator Byrne, oh, when it that. came to the campaign. No, I know that very much so, and we were to work very closely together. And I'd like to acknowledge that. And there was a few other people as well that got involved in the campaign. And, you know, I, I, I do think that it, it sent out a message to the people of Limerick who did vote for it, um, of who I'm very grateful that, um, you know, Limerick wanted change. And certainly I know that the Minister, going back to it, when I was at the pre-legislative scrutiny meeting, I raised the fact that the Mayor should be given his own budget to make the decisions, to bring forward the proposals. And I've spoken to Minister Burke, who actually has acknowledged that he, that he accepts that point and that he is going to look at it. So I think that was a positive move, um, you know, that he, he accepts that there's no point in a mayor, whoever the directly elected mayor is, having to go cap in hand the departments and look for the budget in housing or transport or whatever. That if they knew that they had X amount of million or, or, or whatever the amount of money is at the time um, to be spent on housing or to be spent on roads, that, you know, or if they knew that they had a, an overall figure that could be spent in Limerick for the year and it's Limerick City and County, and we have to remember that it's not just about the city, it's about what happens in Abbeyfield and Kilmallock as well, that if the mayor knew they had a budget and they said, well, there's, there's, this is needed in housing, we can allocate X amount, um, we can allocate X amount to transport but it has to be passed then by the actual council who are also elected so that's Mm. that's what is envisaged will happen Joe Right Um, because I mean John Moore very worryingly he says in this column in the Limerick Post we're talking to Senator Maria Byrne we'll get to Dr Owen O'Malley in a moment Uh, and the reason we're talking about it is that in recent weeks Dahl and Shannon Joint Committee is looking at the legislation, the very important legislation around the directly elected mayor that was voted for in a local referendum a couple of years ago. John Bourne says, if the current proposals are all Limerick gets, the directly elected mayor will have less power than was promised back in 2019, less power than the current council chief executive, no allocated budget and more hoops to jump through than is the case right now. What we will not be getting is a strong executive mayor of the type we were promised and voted for by majority. Instead, we will have one of the most expensive, taxpayer-funded lobbyists in the country. A first citizen to keep going to Dublin with a baking bowl all the time. It's frightening stuff. Hello? Yeah, it's frightening stuff. Well, Joe, if I go back to the transcript of the minister when he was before uh, the committee, and he was there before the Eroctus members were invited to join 
the committee and basically uh, or before sorry the witnesses last weekend and I want to acknowledge the fact that Mr that Dr O'Malley is on the phone because he gave a very good contribution on the day as um it is ironic actually that of the four speakers three of them are from Limerick um you know that that which was great because they knew Limerick and they knew what it was about but um he did say that he's looking at areas in housing and transport and different areas but it hasn't been put into the legislation yet and he did acknowledge that he's working with the departments so I, I think we might actually be putting the cart before the horse here because you know we'll say it's going to be an evolving situation because and also when it comes to the legislation coming before both the Dáil and Shannon, there will be opportunities for members to put forward amendments and certainly if I'm not happy with what's coming before me I will be putting forward amendments and encouraging mm. but, but I assume the whip is going to apply when it comes before the Dáil and Shannon. I mean, you, for example, are a Fine Gael senator. You know, government TDs and the like will ultimately be told, many of whom won't be massively interested in a directly elected mayor for Limerick. This is coming through, lads. You vote for it and that's that. Well, Joe, we've got... uh, Is that true or not true? Will the whip not apply? Well, the thing is that we, there is, can I just answer that? There is six Oireachtas members, government Oireachtas members, um, we'll say in Limerick, between both Limerick City and Limerick County. And I know from speaking to my colleagues that we are determined that this is going to be right. And we certainly will be making sure that our point of view is brought across this. And that covers the three government parties as well, because we have representatives from Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil and the Green Party. And each one of those parties is supporting it. We're all anxious that the legislation will be correct for Limerick, because this is going to be the biggest transformation in terms of local government, you know, in over... In a, in well, over. That, that's the idea, certainly. Yeah. But I mean, John Moran has grave doubts about it. There's no reason that he would have written a column as strong as that if he did not believe that what was happening right now at committee level was of deep concern. Let's ask Dr. Uh, O'Malley. Can I just say one thing before Dr. O'Malley comes in? The, the committee was actually uh, scrutinising what was before them but they were entitled to give comments. That report has come back to the minister. So it's not a case of that this is written in stone. So I'll leave it at that for the moment. Dr O'Malley. Yeah, I think John Owen has a right to some extent. The, the legislation looks like it was designed in the Department of Housing and Local Government for the Department of Housing and Local Government. Uh, it's, you know, a lot of the idea was in when you were bringing in a directly elected mayor that should, if you wanted to call Limerick, you'd know who to call, that there was one person there that you could make decisions for Limerick. Now, what the legislation appears to do is to transfer many of the powers that the chief executive has over to the directly elected mayor. Uh, but that's it. There's no transfer of powers from Dublin to Limerick. And I think, in many ways, it should be something that would be of interest to all CDs and senators uh, no matter where they come from in the country, because this is going to be is an experiment that will probably be copied if it's successful. And at the moment, it, the way it's looking is that it's a pretty unambitious plan. I mean, it, obviously, you get the directly elected mayor, but you're not transferring a huge amount of power over policing, over transport, over housing, things like that. Uh, they'll still be advocates for Limerick, and you'll now have a strong advocate for Limerick, but you won't have somebody who's able to make actual decisions to say, vote for me, I'm going to do this, and then if they don't do that, 
you can kick them out uh, four or five years later. But hang on a minute now. If we need advocates for Limerick, uh, Morris, Willie, Brian, Kieran, Patrick, Niall, um, uh, and mm-hmm. Richard. Uh, we have them. I'm sorry, Joe, I'm there too. And Paul Gavin as well. Well, great. So, okay, well, that's, that, well, well, that's yeah. great, Maria, because that's even two yeah. more. But oh no, Mally, the point is we have many advocates for Limerick. They're called Chokta Dali or members of the, of the Shannon for, for a reason. What do we need 130 grand going to a man or woman as a directly elected mayor who actually won't have the executive powers that we talked about during many debates, including on this show, and that very importantly, and I think this is why it's such a key issue, people were asked to vote for directly in the ballot box. Do you want this or don't you? And now you're saying, oh, O'Malley, there won't be much in it. There won't in terms of giving extra powers to them. No, it will still be, uh, you will now have a clearer person with a clearer mandate to advocate for Limerick. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see whether that person then, you know, whether somebody like a Willie O'Dea, well, possibly not, uh, but whether some senior Limerick politicians might actually now transfer and prefer to become a directly elected mayor. But Willie O'Dea has a job. He's a TD. uh, What you see in the UK, for instance, is that a lot of people who had been in cabinet then decide, you know, the mayor of Manchester is a job that gives me more things to do gives me more power. I'm not sure that the current uh, way the directly elected mayor is envisaged is going to give that person an awful lot of power. And they'd still be kind of doffing their hats and bringing the begging bowl to Dublin. And it's probably not ideal. What we want, what we'd like to try is be ambitious, try transferring a lot of different powers uh, to Limerick, see if it works. Some of the things may not work, in fact. And we can learn from that and then that can be rolled out in other parts of the country. So I think that other TDs from other places that aren't in with Waterford, Cork, Dublin, wherever, they should also be interested because this is going to be the model that will be used in the future. And if it's an unambitious model, then it's not going to be this great transformation yeah. of local... But, but, but I'm not wrong that ultimately in a vote in the Dáil and Shannon, Owen O'Malley, the whip will apply. Oh, yes. Right. So so basically, it'll be, you know, we can talk about it being a a proposal at this point and before a a committee for scrutiny and all of that. But the version that goes to the floor of the Dáil and Shannon, there is a majority in government at the moment who will be told, you vote for that, guys. That's what Limerick is getting. Now, hopefully what the pre-legislative scrutiny stage is going to do its job and hopefully the committee will uh, send back a signal to the department and to the minister that, you know, nice try, but we, we're not uh, we're not quite happy with this. We're not being a little bit more ambitious. And so if the pre-legislative scrutiny stage works, we could see an improved piece of legislation coming back. Right, I'm going to give this a few more minutes, just one moment. Senator Maria Byrne is with me. Dr. Ono O'Malley is uh, with me. So what do you reckon? Uh, are we going to get what we all felt we were getting when this was being discussed in the context of the local referendum, a directly elected mayor of Limerick City and County with strong executive powers to make decisions, or will it be a watered-down lobbyist when, frankly, 
We have loads of those with TDs and senators already going to Dublin. This matters to you because a couple of years ago you were asked to vote for, and a majority of you did, a directly elected mayor for Limerick City and County. And probably early next year you're going to be asked to vote for who you want in that role. Recently, a joint Dáil and Shannon committee has been looking at the legislation which is so important around the directly elected mayor, uh, the position that you voted for allowing to exist in Limerick City and County a couple of years ago and we're chatting to two of the people contributing to the debate, uh, Fine Gael Senator Maria Byrne uh, who led the campaign for her party and uh, academic Dr Owen O'Malley who is a Limerick man uh, of course um, and Maria you wanted to come back in there just before I, the break. I did Joe because just come back that the Minister is on record both before the committee and also in press releases. And he came to Limerick recently. He actually met with the Chamber of Commerce. He met with the local authority. He met with the councillors. He met with a number of stakeholders that have a key interest in relation to this to listen to them. And and it wasn't his first visit here. But he basically said that it's recognised that the general scheme is as was as currently published, isn't as ambitious as what the report got forward by Tim O'Connor's committee, but that in terms of additional powers and functions for the mayor, the minute uh, that he's received commitment from government and the go-ahead from government to engage with the departments, and this is what I was trying to say earlier, that he's received the engagement to go ahead to, for to to liaise with them to see what additional functions can be given. But we'll say there are things that are not being given to the mayor currently are things like HR to do with staff in the local authority. I don't think it would be appropriate maybe for... I don't think anyone's looking for that. Yeah, yeah, and... and, and, and That's obviously something that, you know, the chief executive or or, or or secretary general or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, those are things that aren't contentious. Yeah. But the, the contentious elements here are the things that, for example, John Moran is pointing out um, in his uh, column in the Limerick Post this week on page 22. And I just remind listeners again that you and he were on the same side when it came to the referendum in terms of what you wanted, which was a yes vote. And that's the way it ended up. You're talking about the Minister of State for Local Government, Peter Burke. We've interviewed him on this show. We will again, 100%. And uh, he has been there recently. But um, Ono Mali, um, academic, uh, I, I wanted to ask you about uh, something else that um, uh, John Moran writes in his column uh, this week in the Post. He says, when the government set out its plans in March 2019, before the local referendum, it promised that the office of directly elected mayor should add value and that the government should not be taking actions where those actions could just as effectively be taken at regional or local level. The plans also highlighted the need for empowerment, meaning the directly elected mayor should be empowered uh, as much as possible to perform their functions while remaining appropriately accountable. The legislation, John Moran says, fails to deliver all three of these objectives. With almost 400 pages, it looks deceptively impressive, but look at the real numbers, 222 pages set out how the election itself will procedurally work on election day, probably next year in Limerick. Only 12 pages set out the powers of the DEM for the five years of the term. You know, is is John Morn um, overly worried here and it'll all work out, as maybe Senator Maria Byrne might suggest? Or is there more going on here? And when he talks about vested interests, what do you think he means, Owen O'Malley? I don't think, uh, well, to be fair to Maria Byrne, to Maria, I don't think she's saying it will necessarily all work out when the legislation is passed. I think what we're looking for now is that the legislation be amended and changed 
it, uh, it won't all work out if the legislation is exactly as the same as, as it is now. We can't expect uh, that more powers will be given to the directly elected mayor if they're not given from the very start. Even those ones that there's some suggestion that the minister might transfer some powers later on. But again, that will be in the gift of the minister. What you want to do is have a piece of legislation that says it's not up to the minister to say what a directly elected mayor is allowed to do. It's up to the bureaucracy. The legislation says this, that the directly elected mayor is going to be in charge of, have some say in policing, have some say in transport policy, have some say in housing, all these various other things. And I think what the committee should be trying to do now is, and the Oireachtas should be trying to do now, is to say, look, why don't we, we've all been kind of talking about empowering uh, local government in Ireland for, for donkey's years. It's, it is the one of the weakest uh, forms of local government anywhere in Europe and probably the world. Uh, why not? Let's try it out on them. Let's, let's see what it's like if we give a directly elected mayor who's got a democratic mandate serious amount of money and allow them to make decisions about you know ab- about things like transport policing various and various other things that they might be able to do yeah. I, the, I, the, the other thing, O'Malley, is, is is it possible as well that what part of what's going on here is not necessarily only officials in Dublin who may not want this directly elected mayor to have the powers as envisaged, but is it possible that there are councillors in Limerick who aren't happy either with what this directly elected mayor may do compared to what they will do? Uh, certainly. I mean, we know that in Dublin, when Dublin had to vote on it at the council level, a lot of the, especially in the kind of North County Dublin, in the more rural parts of Dublin, uh, they were very much opposed to it because they saw it as being something that the kind of urban centre would do- end up dominating areas that they used to have kind of control over. And so it may also be that, I mean, we know from the vote in the referendum that uh, there was a less support for this in rural areas and as I said, the further west and south you went from Limerick City, you may have gotten uh, lower amounts of support uh, for this. So it probably is true, Joe, that uh, there are some people who are would see this as being an attempt for the city to dominate the county. I'm not sure that that's a fair assessment. Right. Um, uh, Senator I, I just want to also point out to you, and you'll be aware of this, Stephen Kinsler, another well-known academic in Limerick mm-hmm. at the University of Limerick. Again, he was on your side, as it were, in the larger sense uh, during the debate. He too is publicly expressing grave doubts this week. The other point that's uh, worth um, uh, emphasising is that, as you know, um, D. Ryan at Limerick Chamber and, and others have talked about a heavyweight job description here to make sure we get the right candidate for this powerful um, role. But but again, is that all in doubt now? No, Joe, and, and you know, I mean, I don't like scaremongering to people because the, the minister is on the record, as is the government, as is the then Taoiseach at the time, who was Leo Vradiker, who asked me to actually lead the campaign on behalf of Fine Gael at the time, that and just to say, Joe, that the Minister is on record as saying that he's working on a financial package in line with the commitment in the programme for government. And neither the Minister nor the government is limited in their ambition. But the power's the ro- alongside it. But, uh, but 
but Joe, you're not letting me finish. I already referred to the fact when when the the mayor um, and and I agree with what Dr. O'Malley said is that we sh- the mayor should be in charge of transport, health, education. Actually, years ago, going back to the, I suppose, the foundation, the state, the mayor had control over those. And the whole thing is that... Policing? uh, Yes, I think that should be brought as well. Yes. That would be a radical change. Certainly. You know, as I have stated, the minister is on record of saying that he is working with the departments, that this is only the start of it and that it will be evolving. But also... The fact that, um, going back to the point about the councillors, ironically, the county actually voted more in favour of it than the city, right, is what was found in the tallies at the time, just to say that. And the, the other issue is, going back to the councillors, the councillors actually sat on the local um, the local committee, chaired by Mr Tim O'Connor, and they gave their input into it, and they have embraced it. While I know, um, I suppose they were disappointed at the time, maybe, um, you know, they have embraced it, they have right. engaged, and they have put in their their their, um, their say, okay. certainly. Okay. Right. And they've well, met with the Minister a few times, so just to re- right. reiterate well, that. Well, I'm happy to give you the last word this morning, but you can be absolutely sure it's not going to be the last word on this That's show. Okay. As you well know, this was a significant forum of debate in the run-up to to the election and we were very fair and very balanced we'll continue to be in this but at the same time people need to be 100% clear on a what's happening but more importantly what they'll actually be voting for because the legislation that underpins this that's ultimately passed by the Dáil and Mm. Shannon will obviously be um, as far as a mayor can uh, legally go when he or she is elected. Thank you very much, Senator Maria Byrne of Fine Gael, uh, for joining us and thank you to uh, academic and Limerick man, Dr. Owen O'Malley. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.